Steve. Well, that might be a good uh, good way to go into this conversation about the actual whiskey that you guys made together. It was really really cool. It was yeah, a great I think it's process. a really unique process. It was, it was freaking. So, can we swear in here? Yeah, it was yeah. fucking mm-hmm. awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, the fact that Steve was there made it even better. Yeah, it I was, agree. It was fucking awesome. The well, even to go back into the pin hook, how they don't let everybody do this. We were right. one of three. There were only three in the U.S. Three. Okay. Yeah, I'm pretty sure, right? Yeah, it was more sure. than that because this is MGP juice, right? Not Castle and Key. No, this is Castle and Key. Yeah. Oh, it is. This is Castle yeah. and Key. Oh, okay. Yep. So MGP is all the rye. <clears throat> mm-hmm. I should know that since I'm pouring. Yeah, everything's been phased out now, except. Well, obviously, you're not getting paid enough to to, to memorize it. <laughs> I don't think Sean's paying me at all. <laughs> exactly. Is that check cleared yet? <laughs> oh, no, okay. I'm not sure about that trip to Australia anymore. Awkward. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but no, it's so. People don't know Pinhook. Um, they bought these stocks from MGP, and that's how they build the vertical series at each and every year. They contracted still with Castle and Key down in Kentucky. Um, ever heard of it, Wilson? <laughs> he's uh, not listening. To he's this. not listening. Um, no, he is sure. to make their own whiskey, and now I guess this comes to be a part of that for their true small batches. Yeah. So Pinhook doesn't do anything except blend. Right. They they get all their stuff made. They bought all the rye previously. Yep. From MGP and yeah, and yeah, and their vertical bourbon series, and then they they're now their um their standard bourbon and rye gets made at Castle and Key. They blend it, and then they send it to another company that bottles it for them. But the single barrels are from the, the MGPs. single barrel. Yes, yeah, the single barrels, yes, are from MGP. Because yeah, that's they're right. seven years old now. So yes, that makes sense. Yep, yep, yep. Um, it's really cool when they when he told us like when they first started, they bought him and a couple of buddies bought ten barrels from MGP, and then uh. <laughs> Yeah. The other guys were like, "This, I'm not sure if this is going to turn into anything. Let's get out of this. And then Sean's like, Sean's like hey, Jamie, yeah. we've been friends forever. You love horses and <laughs> Yeah, they're like high school friends, right? Yeah. Yeah. They've yeah. Been, yeah, met in like sophomore year of high school, I think. And yeah. uh, and Jamie's like, well, if we're going to buy it, let's, let's buy 600 more barrels. And I think that like totally launched everything. <laughs> let's buy, let's buy 600 like, more. Yeah. Did they I buy mean, them for like $300 a piece or something? It was, it was super oh. cheap back then when they did it. Like I want to say years. 385 something yeah, like that. Yeah, I think that. it was under yeah. 500 Yeah. And now like if and you bought an unaged, per barrel. it's about 1,000. It's about unaged. It's unaged? Like, like, like uh, it hasn't even been made yet. Like I've, I've oh. talked to brokers like actually like, invest into like 40 gallons mm-hmm. or 40 barrels of whiskey at a time. And it's about $1,000 a barrel. Um. Which meant that I needed, which meant that I needed like eighty friends because we only have like five hundred dollars each. Yeah, they definitely went to the right investment to start the company. So anyway, kind of gets to the whole point of they don't have a lot of stock to just give away for single barrels or do true small batch blending like this. It's kind of each each year he has a certain amount he can work with to do the vertical series, and obviously they can make more castle and key, but they aren't just rushing out whiskey. I think there was five or six single barrels that went out to restaurants. Mm. Maybe I think he does 75 single barrels total in the whole U.S. Yeah, most of them go to retailers. Yeah. I, I was talking to him about a retailer who they've done a few single barrels with them, but they don't move a lot of their core product. And he's like, I'm probably taking them off the list. Like, I got so many people that are waiting yeah. waiting to go on to that list, which is amazing for a brand. That's where you want to be. Yes. Yeah, had, had you met, Steve, have you had you met Sean or anything about Pinhook before we did this process? No. Yeah. No, just we were chatting via Instagram. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cool. And then met Kristen. Yeah. And uh, who was their their Chicago rep. And uh, yeah, and then kind of took it from there. And then. So we're going to the Origins. I went to a Cubs game. I was hammered. 
le- well, left the game hammered. At a Cubs game? Yeah, the Cubs. Weird, weird right? Sat in the bleachers. <laughs> I went with an actual, di- a total different like brand. They brought me out, and uh, they were. She, he was friends with Kristen, and she was at the bar, and Ooh. I was like, hey. I've been meaning to meet up with you. I want to talk to you about bringing this into Maze Match. Maze Match didn't even carry it yet. Any mm-hmm. pinhook? Zero. And like, I've tried it before. It's really good. Mm-hmm. I like it a lot. I know it's sourced. doesn't matter. And she was not sober either. And we started talking. <laughs> I was going to why is this all part of the Cubs game? And then yeah. she goes, Sean is going to be in town next month. Do you want to meet him? And I was like, yes. Can oh, we bring cool. him out for one of our Amazing Mesh whiskey classes that we do the first Wednesday of every month at 7 p.m.? It's 40 bucks. It's a great deal. Yeah. And he came and did a All the time. He came and did a whiskey class with me. And the very first thing I said was that Sean's going to allow us to do a single barrel pick. <laughs> we had not talked about it at all. And he's like, I don't nice. know. We'll see about that. And then by the end of the night, he's like, this was amazing. This was so much fun. We like hanging out. I like hanging out with you. Your customers are really cool. We ended up hanging out until like 1, 1 a.m. Nice. Uh, Shocker. And we were drinking the <laughs> six-year vertical rye, like 122 proof. He brought a bottle of it. Didn't even have a label on it. It just had a sticker that said 122. <laughs> and uh, we finished that with a couple of friends. And um, like two weeks later, I got a message from Kristen saying, hey, Sean really had a lot of fun. He designated a single barrel pick for you guys. Oh, wow. Nice. So that hit. So we did we did that. And then Kristen, I, I told her that- Because you have like, a rye barrel pick, correct? Yes. <clears throat> it's, it's, it's almost gone. Yeah. It's stupid good. It's I really love good. it. It's so good. The fact that you don't bring in Ryan picks is outrageous to me. Was that a six year? Yes. That's. I wish more people were open to Ryan. Do you want to start I mean, with Ryan pick? All you got to do I is mean, just one a year. Uh, yeah, I, can, I would do that. It'll move at some point, right? Sean, I would do that. I can get you a Ryan pick from Australia. No. Sean. <laughs> Not mine. <laughs> from us. Who? Don't worry about it. I know oh, a guy. Okay, we'll talk after this. Anyway, official. so that, that, that relationship built with Sean and Kristen and I, and then Kristen knew. Uh, Steven here and um, that's my old breakthrough rep and uh, and they offered they offered to both of us this project to do our own batch Mm -hmm. of bourbon and I thought it was such a cool idea and there's no way I could have done it by myself so super happy that Steven wanted to do it so when he gets in that one how's that conversation begin about doing a true small batch she literally says this is released to three restaurants or the three restaurants total right uh, across the U.S. The whole U.S. Um, you come down to Kentucky. You try a bunch of single barrels. We blend them together. We figure out what proof we want them at. And you're hanging out with Sean and Jamie, the owners of Pinnock. And immediately, I'm like, my hands like I couldn't get I couldn't, my hand couldn't get raised any higher. Well, I, it sounds I remember, really cool. I, I met with Kristen and was like, so you know, we were talking about the regular Pinnock stuff. Yeah, up here and. Uh, it was like so. All right, so we got to get into the single barrel, single barrel program. Yeah, you've been. Yeah, you you want to get yeah, in which badly. is tight, very which, tight. You know, people now. You know, all the all the retailers that are in it. Yeah, on premise and off premise, like that's it because the barrels are only being whittled down. Right. Um, and she said, "Well, we do have this other thing, true small batch." So I think she'd been talking to you already. I think maybe like a day earlier. Like <clears throat> right. It was right. We were both super raw when we said yes yeah. to it. So and how- she's like, would you consider like pairing up with Maze and Mash? I'm like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Let's call Garrett. Were we you guys were- some of the very first customers to do a true small batch then? I don't know anyone else who did it before. Maybe I'm one of sure. them. Maybe- There's one in Kentucky I bought at a retailer. Mm-hmm. I, I, I almost guarantee you someone like Evergreen, in Kentucky right? Evergreen. did it first. Got? Yeah. Was, I mean, I assume- it makes more sense, right? They're already there. Yeah, right. Um, and I think that 
someone in California did it after us, maybe about a month later. But I, I don't mm. know who that is. So what was the process like then once you guys decided to do it and go down to Kentucky, take it away from there? It was great. I mean, Garrett and I cuddled a lot. Well, yeah. <sighs> yeah, we all know that. And Well, we didn't even oh. talk about like what the price of the bottle was going to be either. We were just like, yes, we want to no. do it. <laughs> no, it's just like, yes, we do you're, this. You're committing to three barrels, Because right? it's unique. Correct. I mean, we've both done a, a ton of barrel picks. Right. Yeah. At this point, and so tons. it's like, this is something different. You're all doing your own blending. Right, right. Which I've never Which done is, before. Yeah, exactly. I've been offered it before, but like I always thought I was like, no, I wanted to be specific mm-hmm. to my own flavor. Anyway. Right. So, great opportunity. So, so we, we, we fly, or we drive down there. Steve's like uh, like 12 hours behind everybody. And Why, Steve? What do you say? Because you drive I came enough? on time for the barrel pick. You did. You were not You late. came ahead of time. Yeah, who to... doesn't want to go to Kentucky early? Huh? Who doesn't want to go to Kentucky early? Well, you know, I got a you, baby at home. Maybe you just so. had like a little a new a newborn baby. <laughs> that doesn't count. Yeah, Penelope um, wants me at home. Yeah, I mean, I assume with the bottle of she doesn't or talk to my child. Yeah. The uh, so I don't have kids. They don't get in the way of things. <laughs> oh, they do. Well, you know. Well, you know. They're 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 positives and and negatives. Mostly positives. Mostly positives. I'm gonna adopt a child. You should. Yeah, sure. Why well, not? If you need any diapers, you know who to talk to. Yeah, exactly. Adult, adult diapers. I'm going to adopt like a 14-year-old. I, mean, I, I just like use the them to, to do listen, it. I only use them to polish my bottle. That's it. <laughs> you know, Call like, back. Okay. Child labor laws here. Um, <laughs> the, uh, so anyway. What was really neat is that um, I was, like in my head, I was thinking that we we're going to go to like this like warehouse or this like this, this like barrel facility where they had all these barrels hanging out like we'd be sitting on like a $14 Costco table like mixing (laughs) stuff together and no we got to hang out at Jamie's house the one of the two owners and they just had a bunch of bottles laying around like a bunch of sample bottles which if you ever watch Sean on Instagram doing his blending that's pretty much exactly what he does yeah Yeah. Yeah, so true image we did a giant we did a massively miniature mount, which I think makes any sense, like of what he normally does. Because mm-hmm. he, if, if you ever listen to what he does about his blending, he takes like, you know, 20 barrels, blends them together into one. Yeah. We have a two hour podcast right, yeah. that they can go back and listen to that if anybody wants to. For sure. Definitely go back and listen to that. <laughs> Refer to podcast number. I'll give you the 192. Too long, didn't li- too long, didn't listen version. Takes twenty, <laughs> makes it one, and then he blends. He takes like six or eight of those twenty barrel blends and mixes them together blends for whatever batch together, it is. Right. And so we basically did that with just actual single barrels. And it yeah, was had, how many do we have? Six. Six, I think. I think yeah. yeah. Which ended up being like someone can do the math for us later, but like he said, it was like a like thousand combinations. No, he didn't. No, it's not that many. It was it's, twenty different combinations. Yeah, like twenty some different combinations. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and we got through six different combinations. Number, we I settled. think number six was the magic. I one. think I was hell bent on having like are the one of those picks being in it. Yeah, that like such third a one barrel. had. Oh, it was all cherries. Yeah, it was so good. Yeah, like I on its own, that, it was great. I would okay. pick that by itself. Didn't have any drawbacks, but it didn't play well with others. Well, how many? At all. Sure didn't. How many yeah. are you trying to get through in that day? Obviously, I'm sorry. How many are you trying? How many combinations are you trying to get through? As many as it took. Yeah, we were just mixing up. So we tasted each one individually yep. and we noted like you know this one has notes of this and this and this caramel blah 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 and this this particular one that he brought up and all cherries and we're like oh shit we have to incorporate this 
this is going to bring this is going to bring the backbone. It's going to be great. I tried to buy it by itself. Did you really? He said no. <laughs> How dare he? Unbelievable. Anyway, so, so, um, so then we we did six blends of different yeah. variations. I think I after think, the third one, we're like, this right, one's not going to work. Number three, like, yeah, get that one out of here. Yeah, we, I was hell bent on getting that one in there. And then, um, <laughs> well, what's cool is that after the sixth one, we got it and we liked it mm-hmm. a lot. Yep. And then Sean threw a total new caveat into like, well, what proof do you want it at? Mm. And we're like, oh, never thought about that. So, because usually I want all yeah, the proof. Just were you tasting? I assume you're tasting at cast strength. Correct. Yep. What um, was the average cast strength? Of the they barrels? were all like 120 ish, I think. Yeah, like right? somewhere between 118 and high 125. teens, low 20s. Which is what you guys came out to be, right? 120. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, thanks for spoiling the rest of the, the story. The so we, we tried them at a bunch of different a bunch <laughs> of different you? lower proofs, and realized that the actual cast strength was the best flavor profile. Yep. We were actually losing nuances of the bourbon by even diluting it to, it came out at 120, mm. even by diluting it to like 118, you lost you lost a lot of the nuances of it. Yeah, and that's what he talks about a lot when he first started doing the blending process. He thought there was a certain number in his head where you would fixate bourbon, proof point, taste, quality. Mm-hmm. When they started realizing over time that every whiskey can taste different at a certain proof, and every whiskey has like a certain proof that it should be at. It doesn't matter if to proof it down or not, or if it's at 125, as long as it tastes good and it's enjoyable right. for the customer or for whoever wants to taste it. Yeah. And then you go with that. And then like the rest of the day didn't suck either. Like we went to Keeneland <laughs> and so how, how yeah, that, we went to the racetrack. How long that process take? Went out to dinner. Uh, I don't know, an hour? No, it was like less than an hour? two and a half or three hours. Yeah. I mean, it was an hour. Yeah, it was, it was a long time. It was a... I filled up my water glass blink, in, 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 uh, in his fridge like four times. Also, I used my you water were. glass. I thought it was supposed to be a water glass, but it was a dump cup. Mm. <laughs> I, so if anyone has ever known me that. or uh, the, the Sipping Social podcast before, I've never used a dump cup before. I don't know what it is. I'm not sure how it works. Mm. I'm still not sure. Yeah. Well, you used a dump cup that day. I did not. I'm pretty sure you did. No, I did not. Then you definitely filled it twice because there was tons of whiskey being drank and poured out. Because they were washing glasses constantly for us. I only drank what was your put pal- before me. I mean, how much but, fatigue do you guys get while doing that? A uh, great question. How what? How much palate fatigue do you get by tasting that many combinations? I was okay. I think I was good because I was I mean, chugging water the entire time. Yeah, and constantly Same cleansing here. it. Um, it it was a lot of fun, but it was also work. Right. Like there's, I've done barrel picks before where I just like it's a party. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and usually those are short barrels. Mm. And like 15 gallons or whatever, like yep. it doesn't like if it's not the best, like it could be the second best and it'll still sell. Right. Um, no, this was definitely like we traveled for to do this. Yeah, it was, it was a, like it was this a work is event. this is the focus. This is not. Like, I got a little bit of fatigue probably like right when we're doing the different proofing mm-hmm. of the of the one we picked. Amateur. So you guys yeah, went so and like, picked everything out, then it, started proofing down. They're, they're so similar. Mm. Um, between the 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 one twenty, yeah. the one eighteen, and the one yeah. like fifteen that we did, that I was like, I I think the one twenty is the best one. Yep, that was. The I only prefer time that, I ever that period. Generally, it's what's that? I, I said I always prefer that. The high proof. Um, I mean, yeah, it's just yeah. the true nature of the barrel. That's what you want. Well, I think that's generally. What, like, I mean, when as as the blenders, us right, like yeah. this is what we think is the best. So. 
if you don't think it's the best and you want to add water or ice to it, that's mm-hmm. on you. Like that, that's good for you. I mean, if you right. like it at, at right. with on a giant ice cube or yeah. with soda water, or whatever. Option. Yeah, I think that's great. I think <clears> that everything should be tried as the blender deems best. I think that's a great approach. But how do you guys separate between okay, you're selling it to re- you're selling it to customers who are going to be drinking this inside of a cocktail or in a pour, yeah. and you're selling it as a bottle? Is mm-hmm. there a different profile you're trying to match to your customers? Steve? I don't, I don't think so. I mean, it's, we just tried to produce the best whiskey, period. Yeah, I didn't really think about it's, sales at all. Okay. Yeah, I didn't, I, I, mean, I don't think you thought about like, how would this go in a cocktail? No, not at once. I mean, people are pouring this straight, I think, right? Yeah, so we bar? did, we did two cocktails with this um, that raised money for charity, which is pretty cool. Oh, neat. Mm. Um, and the, the goal of making the whiskey was making the best whiskey possible. And then what we do with it afterwards was a, was an afterthought. Yeah, uh, I think it it plays great in an old fashioned because it's just it's just strong That's enough right. for the whiskey to come through the sugar and the orange. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't love it in a Manhattan, although I don't really love Manhattans in general. Hmm. Um, but like in a whiskey sour, this kills too. Um, but by itself and on a rocks, I've done both. I think it, I think it's lace, and yeah. I don't I don't love it as a shot. No. So like. It's, it's it's there's just too it's just too high proof to do is something that you're just woofing. There's a lot of mouthfeel. Oh, I do a lot. Of there's a lot of mouthfeel in this whiskey too. There's yeah. a lot of uh, weight to it. You know, I was gonna say that's one thing when Sean was here doing a master class. Yeah. That was one aspect that I rarely think of is mouthfeel, and we, he said that's like one of his primary things when he's blending mm-hmm. for anything that he does. Any you know the orange wax, green wax, yep. whatever. Yeah, he um, talks more mouth about feel. mouthfeel versus flavor profile. Exactly. And when we were recording the podcast with him, our last podcast with him was the day before your master class, mm-hmm. maybe the night of. I'm yeah. Oh, sure. yeah. Right. 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 And um, we yeah, popped your, we popped That's a right. bottle on the podcast. Yeah. And he's like, I forgot how much great mouthfeel this has. Like, this is one of my favorite pin hooks I've ever had. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, wow. You know, I think about that all the time now mm. when I'm when I'm sampling anything. Which I didn't used to. I just really? I used to I used to think about, you know, notes and whatever and tasting notes and, and finish and, not and but not like how it really feels yeah. on my t- across my tongue. Yeah. I, I don't I never defer I defer to I mean to that it was less. a minor thing. Sure. I defer to it less because so many people talk about flavor in the profile of the whiskey mm-hmm. in that sense, where I've always been like, Well, how does it feel inside of my mouth? Or like sometimes you think, is this like a sounds kind of weird, but like, is it a slicker wet whiskey or versus like yeah. more of a warm whiskey? Think about kind the of viscosity. Exactly. Think about Absolutely. Uh, Oily or chewy. Or, yeah. 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 That's what's going to pull them into play. Like I just naturally chewed whiskey when I first mm-hmm. started trying it to like get through it. And then like you find out the Kentucky Chew and Booker and all that stuff. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, it's Turn a thing. Reality. It's a thing, you know? Um, <laughs> and I, I, right now I can't taste a lot of stuff because it's coming off a cold. But the feel of what we're tasting today is how I'm kind of enjoying these whiskeys. Yeah. So yeah, Steve totally. did a live show with us um, on the Sipping Social podcast. The Was it your in, worst show ever? It was probably my most my most favorite. <laughs> how dare you? It was my most favorite. <laughs> That's right. And uh, Worst ratings ever. And he said that he liked our blend. I don't know if he has to say this or not, but he said he liked he it better than the seven-year-old vertical bourbon he put out. I haven't popped a seven. What? He said he liked this blend better. 
I didn't put out a seven-year vertical. No, Sean seven years. No, Sean what? did. Oh, Sean said that. Yeah. Okay. I thought you said Steve said that. I'm no, like, what are you talking about? I only referred you to Stephen now. Yeah. Oh, no, this actually, is. This you actually did say Steve. Oh, did I really? Yeah. You did. Oh, you did. I take it all back. We'll cut that out. I, so I figured Sean, out came on, Sean came <laughs> take, on our take live two. show. It's not your podcast. We're totally leaving it in. <laughs> Sean, I was Sean. like, I wasn't on your podcast. What are you talking Sean, about? Sean came on. He said he liked the blend better than the seven-year release he did. And I don't know if he has to say that or not, but I mean. I think he said he, on our he, podcast when tasting your guys' whiskey. Yeah. So he yeah. also said off the record, ours is so I think the that's best cool. true small batch. So if anyone listening to this wants to buy a bottle, yep. yeah. they should go to Malloy's, buy yes. a bottle. All three locations? Yep. It's everywhere. And if they want to get a pour or put it in a cocktail, they should come out to Maze and Mash or Burger Social or Burger Local. Has this whole process of making essentially your own private select, if you will, um, changed in how you look at single barrels now in the process of doing it? I mean, it's definitely, there's definitely an argument for blending. I'm not going to fly to Australia to do this, just so, <laughs> just so you know. Why? Why? I'll go. Why I not? Mean, maybe I'll yeah, fly Yeah, I'll go. <laughs> Are I you love, offering? I love Australia. You pay your way, I'll make sure you get to the distillery. <laughs> um, I mean, that sounds okay, <laughs> too. how it works everywhere, though, right? Yeah. <laughs> right? So thanks it for sounds about right. Um, I, I really enjoyed the, the different path that we took on this. Um, a lot of distilleries just, I mean, even if you go to them, it's here's your three samples. Yeah. Pick the best. Like, okay. Um, which, you know, are they always stellar? I mean, we've been lucky. We've had good standouts in every, just about every pick. Um, but this really, we were able to sculpt what we wanted. And, um, and there's a lot of value value in that. Sculpting is a good way of putting it. That's yeah. yeah, it's an interesting way of looking at it versus, you know, here's your samples, choose what you think is the best one versus like, hey, here's hundreds of combinations. Right. What you can do right. with it. Obviously you're committing to a lot more. Um I've heard of other distilleries that do something similar to this. Um, but then they if you use like two of the three barrels and they'll just throw the third barrel back into a blend yeah, of whatever. Blend it back in. Which right. is great. I mean you're not committing you're committing to less barrels, but at the same time you're kind of creating more of a chance of customers to try something that's precious. Mm-hmm. I've, I actually think that this is a harder sell than a single barrel. Cause like telling someone like I tasted a bunch of single barrels, I picked out the best one. I bought the entire barrel. It's only here. Right. Right. Like that's, that's what like a single barrel is. This is like, I tried a bunch of stuff. I blended it together and now this is what I thought was the best. So now it, they both are like, buying something that i think is good Mm -hmm. but this is not like something super like super unique like one barrel specific right it's a right it's still a blend i I still think blending is a swear word yeah it's you know and it really shouldn't be for customers yes yeah yeah they see blended they know oh well it's an immediate like oh well one of those is probably isn't as good right right they, you're they making, blended out, you're the making up for deficiencies to create a profile. Yeah, the yeah. deficiency of one yeah. barrel got taken over by the other two. Yeah, and the word um, blending from country to country means so many different things too. Yes, absolutely. That's for a different podcast. <laughs> I have time. <laughs> so right. yeah, I think this this you has been know. this is the fact that um, the fact that you still have some left over mm-hmm. and that our restaurants still have some over. I think tells us that like it is uh, it is a harder sell. 
It is, but you even know, people I, that try. Even though it, I believe in this more than any other single barrel I've ever done. Yeah. Yep. I've been told other single barrels taste better than this, but that's just their opinion. I think this is the best thing I've ever produced. I, mean, I, I totally agree. Yeah. I mean, there are honey barrels that we come across. Correct. That are incredible. Right. But this is, I mean, tasting it right now. Is like, oh man, I it's gotta so push good. this more. <laughs> and the fact, this and the fact is... that it's 120 is outrageous. No, it doesn't, it doesn't taste, taste like, like it. it. At yeah, all. Don't be scared by the proof. Nope. What are you selling at retail for? Uh, 60, I think. Yeah, that's it. Yep. Wait, I was thinking just you, while you were talking about did you lower it. Lower it. Mm-mm. I thought, I thought it was 65. I thought it was 70. Mm-mm. No, yeah, 70 was definitely a, not. a single barrel, right? I got charged 70 for it. Um, oh. as well, you should have. That was after tax. They saw your long hippie hair. Yeah, he can afford it. Look at that coat. And that nice car he's got parked out front. <laughs> nice rental car. The retail, yeah. Upgraded. The rental car, yeah. <laughs> like, we upgrade you to an SUV. I'm like, oh, man, thank you so much. Mm. Yeah. Ooh, nice. All those Hertz points. Living large. <laughs> All those times driving around Texas <laughs> aimlessly points. by myself. Yeah. That guy can afford can, whiskey today. That guy can afford that nice car and conditioner. He can do 70 in this My wife bottle. buys the conditioner. Hey, you just, just be thankful you have it. Your hair looks great. Thank you. Just washed it today. It, just, it looks it's shiny, lustrous, lustrous. It's like use that Pantene Pro V in there. Uh, head and shoulders. Commercial. Ooh. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> they want to sponsor the podcast. Um, something I'm going to ask Back you about. Rails. No, I was just thinking about how I really enjoyed whiskey. your last uh, Buffalo Trace pick. Like that was really good. I, yes. I drank the, I drank the bottle maybe in a week. Just yeah. enjoyed it so much that way. I made some cocktails. I think I had a friend or somebody come over that weekend um, mm-hmm. and really enjoyed it. I was like, God, this is fucking great. And $35. For, uh, yeah, exactly. But, and like, I don't necessarily say it's a honey barrel, but it's a really good barrel. But you're never going to get that experience, Buffalo Trace. No knock to them about it or the whole Sazerac team that a smaller company that's on the up can do with this much more. You can put your own imprint into what you're actually building. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. It's... Um I mean, with the Buffalo Trace, it's it's hit or miss. Yeah. I mean, because they blend, you know, how many... They produce more barrels in a day than craft distillers produce in two years. Exactly. Exactly. And it's, and yeah, tasting through those single barrel samples, it's like, why don't they go after this profile? Or mm. this profile? Or this profile? <laughs> All because they moments. don't have to. Exactly. Exactly. Um, well, not anymore. Yes. Right. Yes. Right. Seven, eight, seven, eight years ago, different story. Correct. But yeah, I mean, for for less than twice the price, you're getting, you know, so much more bang for your buck. Right. So would you guys approach distilleries to do something like this in the future? Like ask them, like, do you have anything to offer along these lines? So I wish they did. But yeah. what if, what if I mean, you guys are the two catalysts merging the together the pudding, to start this right? whole new process out there in the whole distilling world of America? I mean, I'm not against it. I think it'd be fun to hook up with a retailer... Like Malloy's or Benny's, and, and have a and have a house <laughs> or who what? and have a house barrel. We don't know about them. House barrel. Yes, I like that. Like made specifically for us that we that we can do a yearly batch on. Yep, I think that'd be really cool. I agree. I've been pushing for that for about three years, and I've actually found uh, someone who like helps that process along and create bottles and labels. Are, and TCB are we going to talk after this podcast? Yeah. Okay. And um, I wonder if it's the same guy I'm thinking of. <laughs> uh, he's a Glenon guy. So it might um, be the same guy I'm thinking yeah, it's of. Got, yeah, definitely doesn't have white hair. The uh, I think I think that's, I think it's an interesting take. The hard part for um, someone like myself who's selling things by the ounce. I mean, now 
Maze and Mash and all of our restaurants have the ability to sell by the bottle. So like if you wanted to come buy this this bottle and you were at the restaurant and tried it, you could buy the bottle. I'm not oh. saying you shouldn't get it from Aloy's, but you can definitely buy bottles How from our you. restaurants. It's, um, it's a long mile up here. I about had it. Well, hey, listen, as soon as we sell out, you're the only one who's got it. So That's right. Yeah. I'm actually exactly. opening my own retailer to sell another part of this. What's that? Nothing. Don't worry about it. I got to go. Anyway, so is anyone who sells by the ounce, like to be able to get like what Maze like, like really wants to get after is a higher end bottles. You have to move product of the other like Schwill. Yeah. Not Schwill. That's, that's wrong to say. Cause I don't think Buffalo no. Trace is Schwill. I think it's just, it's just a everyday port. It'd be hard to keep doing it for multiple brands and putting it into your bar and restaurant. Right. So you, you decide which right. games you want to play. Right. Yeah. Right. Who do you want to push? What bottles do you really want? What gives you the best bang for the buck? Um, like if we had a house bourbon, we would be committed to, you know, like 10 to 15 barrels a year just in mm-hmm. house bourbon. So like if that went, that would have to be moved to be able to do it again. Do we take away like something that takes, that helps us out with you your know, alien and your other brands? Yeah. Yeah. So I think like if we had a restaurant or two that didn't care about that, then I think I'm, I'm totally in. And I think mm-hmm. we're close to that with uh, proof number five and we, so hmm. um, that's why we're going to talk. Not tonight, but in about two or three weeks. This is the new restaurant, right? Correct. The, the, yeah, proof number five in Wheaton will be like a when, high end, oh, high end fine dining, name. Okay. high end fine dining restaurant. Really? Mm-hmm. Where's that? It's to be across from Suzette's on Front Street in downtown Wheaton. Oh, okay. Nice. Yeah. So if anyone drives through downtown Wheaton spot. and see like this like empty space with plastic front, uh, <laughs> like literally plastic sheets of front facade, that's our new restaurant. Was it, that a business? Building? It was three of them, and we knocked we knocked all of them down and created really? one, one, I one been whole new space there lately. Okay, yeah, oh, I mean, that's awesome. Yeah, I don't know why you would when Maze and Mash is right down the street, right? Good point. I just go straight to Maze. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's and the, get my short rib grilled cheese and curds and the pinhook rice single barrel. Obviously, obviously, obviously. Huh. <laughs> and anything from Starlight, of course. <laughs> Uh, Star, Star Word. Word. Star Word. You said Starlight. You said Star Word earlier. Refer- referencing I only Starlight. get things from Starlight. No, you reference. You reference them. I'd much rather have Star You said Word. you're doing a master class of Star Word. I am. Yes. Oh yeah. But that's why you're in it's the Starlight. Starlight train. No, but you said Star Word. I said Star Word tonight. Yeah. Oh, it's Starlight tonight. Yeah. Star Word is uh, with our Tawny Port pick, which is coming in the summer sometime. Let's hope. Allegedly. Um. Yeah, getting things from Crossing Australia. Fingers. I'm not. I'm shooting for July. I've learned like anytime June. You, you pick something or do something fun, like whenever it shows up, it's it's that's when it shows up. Like it, it's it's impossible to like forecast it or like try to get too angry or excited. Come on, about Dave. It. it just happens when it happens. You can have that right now if you want it. Ooh, what is that? Uh, it's we a, got a Starboard barrel pick. Single barrel. Um, cask. But. I was wondering, I guess, if smaller distillers that are still using 30-gallon casts, it would be more approachable for you guys to do it again, where you can make a smaller batch of it and not be committed. I would love to do a three- or four-barrel blend of 30-gallon barrels. Like, you know, Journeyman is still using 15, 30-gallon barrels a little bit here yeah, and there. Right. Um, like somebody along those lines to actually go ahead and make that process happen. Bring it, obviously, bringing in the local aspect, too, which can help out with sales. Because um, it's a recognizable yeah, name for be a small awesome. brand. But and Journeyman is so close, it. too. We could drive over. Yeah, the, the downer is that they're... Their distribution company is just yeah. really slow. Um, but again, like whenever it shows up, it's it's that's when it's there, and you pick something good, and right. you're just happy to sell it when it's, when it shows up. I would love to do, you know, three to five thirty gallon barrels 
I think it'd be great. Yeah, it'd be fun. That'd be awesome. Um, that'd be fun. I think that the actual the the least amount of barrels that you use in that blend, the better, because it's closer to that single barrel pick like we talked about earlier. But yeah, like, right. picking yeah. up the for deficiencies. Um, well, even if you go with the approach of let's say it's a whiskey that's usually blending together five, six, seven barrels for a smaller brand to create their bourbon. Like you could actually create, you could take two to three barrels and then try to blend together something that's not matching, matching it, but putting it at a higher proof point and keeping it along the consistency of that brand too. I think I'd go the other way. Yeah. I want to tra- create something new from that brand that tasted something different. Um, so like if you are, I get, I get what you're saying. Like mm-hmm. if you already, I'm like, speaking from the brand perspective. Yeah, so if you so already like journeyman Featherbone. This is similar to that, but using smaller batches. So it's a, I would think at that point I'm just doing a single barrel. I'd rather just do a single barrel from that. Mm-hmm. The, Good point. If, Good if, point. if I could do, if I could take what they're doing and make something, a profile that they didn't think of or they didn't think that would sell very well. Um, but I think it's really good. I think that could work out. Now, the, the fortunate part for me is I can put it into a cocktail and Steve can't. Right. Steven, sorry. You're opening that bar. You can call me. Are you opening that bar anytime soon? Uh, yeah, we're looking into it. I've heard that. I just want to. We want to take you know a little piece of the pie from Garrett. I can give you some shifts. I got a lot of. I got a lot of leftover pie for you. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds a great market for drinking. So yes, you're not taking anything. I guess we should probably tell people what this tastes like. Oh, yeah. So I want to. Yeah, Steve's now going to pour his third glass. (laughs) My third. I'll do a second. Third of a glass. I'm not going to give any tasting notes because I don't have great palates right now. Um, the hug, a part of it, is still matching what I... I think I had this maybe like three weeks ago at my house. Oh, a little bit. Yeah, more. a little bit. Okay. Um, but it's toasty and good. I right, well, why don't you tell us about appearance and color and that stuff first? Well... It looks like, to me, like, it reminds me of caramel a lot when I was first started looking at it. A lot of their whiskey does, in a way, in that sense. Um, it has this, like, golden hue to it. That's really nice. The legs on it's really pro- really good, too. But the way it moves in a glass, I just love how it kind of, like, sticks to, sticks to the side of it, but still at the same time flows within it. And you can tell, like, oh, it's going to be that comforting part, but at the same time, it's going to be easy drinking. It, it, and it is a smooth 120, and I think we say that a lot probably because we drink a lot of mm-hmm. high proof whiskey <laughs> you know yep. at the end I of the day high proof whiskey never first time. Yeah, first time yeah first first timer but yeah. it, you so do first time today i mean <laughs> Congratulations. Yeah. we did have 125 <laughs> whiskey earlier before we opened <laughs> this bottle up and we were all like it's 125 <laughs> yeah but there are certain oh, right. things where you have 125 or you have like bookers you always <clears> taste that tastes on, like it. 126 yep. Oh, yeah. yeah, you get that it profile. Burns your tongue. Yeah, you, you hit yourself a little yeah, bit. Absolutely. The, the stags they taste like a lot of high proof whiskey. At least the ones I've had. Yeah. Um, but this one, it's just comforting. Is a good way of putting it. All right, so great, Steve, tell me, great what, December whiskey. Do you still have your notes from when we wrote stuff down? Oh shit! It's okay if you don't. I'm just do curious I, if you did. I think I do actually. I still have mine, uh, like in my sock drawer. Nice. <laughs> It's where you keep all yeah, your yeah next to all my uh, like yes. business cards that I don't care about nose butterscotch candy yes. sweet vanilla no. bean well I threw away yours because I have you in my you my phone now well there you go what I threw away all the business cards that I have when I put them in my phone I don't, oh, I don't yeah. need that anymore I, why wouldn't yeah, you I would too yeah I forgot Trusting that I, I picked a uh, pin hook single barrel earlier this year for a retailer yeah, sick brag with Chris yeah for pride. Uh no for uh, Leo's oh Mayfair mentioned them why 
They're so far away from you. I know they are. They're um, fine. But yeah, no. I'll let them. Just Chris Blattner and I did grinding the wound. Right I was now. just trying to see. I was going to try to see if I can find them and see if they, because it has the one we picked had almost like a. Was it a bourbon? It was a bourbon, but it had like a single malt feel to it in a way. Okay. Um, it's really nice, like sandalwood kind of feel. Uh, yeah, we liked it a lot. Yeah, I listened to your podcast. I was like, I was surprised you went with the one you went with, actually. Because well, one of the other ones we th- appealed to me more. Probably did it. And then you went back to, I mean, you were you guys were tasting it, not me. Yeah, so. no, no, no. I, I bet it was the first one. The first one we liked a lot. Mm-hmm. And then the third one, we just like, this tastes like Pinhook. Mm-hmm. And then nothing, like you were getting saying earlier, there was nothing unique about it that stood out like, oh, wow, I'm going to have this at my, sh- at my store, my shop, or my name on the bottle, whatever it might be to kind of decipher my profile or what I like about whiskey. It was just like, this tastes really, like, really good pinhook. Yeah. But the other two where this is a, this is a component to pinhook and then at cast strength, it's much more heightened. Yeah. Hmm. So that's mm-hmm. what we the one we picked. I also love the flavor of sandalwood. Yeah. What does anyone know what that tastes like? What is sandalwood? Um, kind of like it? it's evergreen in a so way. You wouldn't know. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> I don't know. I think I think there's like a lot You're of plebeian. Flavor, like, like there's some day yeah, I mean don't get me wrong, like even though I say like that, I like funny. I like talking about like the coating of a whiskey and the feel of a whiskey, you can always get a little pretentious in your your slang and your verbiage. I love that stuff because people like to say like uh, it tastes smooth. A little f- smooth isn't a flavor. Yeah. Um you, you, you can say if it feels smooth, smooth you can say it, it feels smooth, but it doesn't taste smooth. Yeah. Uh and then like like you read like a like you go to like a wine tasting and like like give you like 40 different like flavor profiles yeah. for it. And like, I got two of those maybe. Um, and I, and I love when people like, like say things like, how do you know what that tastes like? It sounds like sandalwood. Oh, you know, like what does that even mean? There's, there's weird things where you're like, I mean, obviously I'm not as smart as everybody else. And no. I think a lot of people are a lot dumber than I am. I mean, there's, there's whiskey I've had where like this tastes like gasoline and tar. Cause you can, yeah. you, not that I've actually ever, Drink gasoline, but yeah, you've had it on your hands. Let your yeah, hand. you smell it, yeah. yeah, and then or you have it in the it's air. Reminiscent. Like, I laid yeah. I laid concrete for a couple summers when I was when I was in the pen. Um, <laughs> the chain gang? yeah, for a pittance. Um, it, it was a pittance. <laughs> I was getting paid eight dollars an hour to lay concrete nice. in July, so uh, it was a pittance. Um, college labor, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So, but you you have those. Those senses that stay with you when it comes yeah, to smell and for taste. Sure. Yeah, for sure. I love people say like, oh, it tastes like cat piss. <laughs> How much cat pee are you drinking that you know what cat pee tastes like? <laughs> if you have a cat, in a, I mean, if you have a cat, you in know a park, it when you taste it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah apparently like, you do. Oh yeah, you're very, very adamant. It tastes like cat piss. So I imagine that. All right, what do you got for flavored notes in this? Oh, it I, sucks. So <laughs> it's. Uh, I do have that. No. Why the fuck did I, I ever commit to this? I got nose butterscotch candy and sweet vanilla bean. Vanilla bean for sure. Yeah. I got butterscotch a lot too. Mm-hmm. Uh, palette, I've got jackfruit, juicy fruit, which is kind of the same thing. Cherries, hot cinnamon, lightly toasted oak. I mean, it kind of hit. I think it kind of hits the, the classic yeah. bourbon profile. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I think it's like, you know what? I mean, you. it's unmistakable for a bourbon. Yeah. yeah. So the yeah. mash bill is 70 corn, 20 rye, 10 barley. I think it is. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, it hits all the everything you want. This, I mean, tasting it now, I haven't tasted it in a while. Unbelievable. And it's like, how dare you? Um, but I mean, it's 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 checking all the boxes. Yeah, I mean, I get like a Boston baked bean with some cinnamon kind of flavor to it. Mm. Yeah, like a red hot. Yep. 
Yeah, a little cinnamon, red hot. Yep. Yeah, it's nice. It gives you your like lips a little tingle. Yeah. I was just gonna say, um, finishes very long, seductive, light, tingly spice. Who are you, Wilson yeah. Torres? God. Is what I've got. Yeah. A few drops of water intensifies the spice. I like that it gives my lips a little tingle, but mm-hmm. then like it doesn't like burn my throat. Yeah. So like for right. like anyone who, anyone palate. who isn't like super nuancey what we're talking about right now, yeah. like you get a little tingle up front, it's a little sweet in the middle, and then it's a no burn on the almost no burn on the back end yeah. after right. the first sip. Right. And the first sip could wake up angry. I kinda wanna make an eggnog cocktail with this. Prove oh, it. That'd be good. And festive. And festive. No, but I, yeah, at 120.65, this tastes like 105 proof. Yeah, I, I honestly, is, if you would yeah, give it to me, I'd probably so one time. I would say like one uh, high 90s, to be honest with you. Mm, if you that would, low. Yeah, yeah. And it still checks all the, I mean, with under 100 proof, I, I get like, oh, it's missing this quality and that quality, but. I'm guessing when you guys watered it down, improved it down, it probably got more of that caramel vanilla texture to it. Mm. I lost a lot of the tingle too. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then the 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 finish was really short. But that's I mean it's I think it's a, a kind of a, a praise to Sean where he asked that question of like at least let's try it mm-hmm. instead of just like let's bottle it and see or you did it, you tasted it, we're done. Yeah. There's a whole new component to it to throw in there now about proofing it down and seeing what water Mm-hmm. takes away might add to it as well but at the same time you guys decided this is the best part this is the best uh well and proof. it's nice because he he wanted to make sure that we got the best product possible and so right. his name's on right. it too so right. it's true exactly so he and for me he was like oh we get to drink two more times uh but at the same time like we wanted, <laughs> if we must he wanted to make sure that <laughs> we it was work the overtime. best product that because he always talks about like the blend is always the best product of right then 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 the, the, the whole is better than the, the sum are you a pinhook fan, Garrett? Um, I think I am. Okay. Yeah, I I generally lean towards distilleries who don't source. Yeah. And that's nothing against the sourcing. It's just like that. My favorite products are just ones that are not. You're so, so biased. Yeah, so biased. Ugh. Ugh if anyone's seen my basement Gross. bar, that's it's, he's an elitist. Not, not the truth <laughs> at all. Awful. Um, it's all their own distillate. But I really I really like Pinnock. I've got seven other yep. bottles at home uh, of different variations. Same here. I'm about um, the same. Yep. Uh, I got eight. I only have one of these, which means after today, I'm probably going to have to bring another one home just yeah. to make sure that I have a backup. But I think I think what they do is really good, and, and I believe in Sean. Yeah. Right. I so think believing the, in people. Yeah. And it, yeah, it, meeting it, Sean was it's like, okay, he knows what he's doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's he's into it. Yeah. You know. Well, tell me, Steve, I'm correct. Like when you go to see a distillery and like you get like the experience, like you see stuff, right? Like that, yep. that, that adds everything to it. And then you get to like sure. meet the people who actually like make the product. Yeah. You like say, That's okay, a whole other this, dimension. Is not, this is not just a label that I'm looking at. Right. Exactly. It's process. not marketing. Yeah. It's not just, you know, this is a process. buying from these a source the, and, you know, the, whatever. These are the guys putting this stuff it's, together. These guys care. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And they do. Exactly. Yep. And I, I have yet to meet anyone who worked in a distillery who like didn't care about it. Yeah, uh, and I think that <laughs> that makes that makes it uh, that makes it a little more cool. That makes, that makes it cooler. Questions after the uh, <laughs> podcast. Yeah. Uh, no, I think it's a, big, a huge part. And right away when we're actually doing a project with Pinhook, Star Wars, and Pinhook are doing a collaboration together. And then Dave, our founder, and Sean, founder of Pinhook, obviously had never met 
and I said, all we have to do to make th- make sure this thing is in 100% yes is those two get on a call together and they'll realize they're cut from the same cloth about the care yeah. and precision right. that goes into building. Oh, it. Yeah. It, and literally 15 minutes in the call, I'm like, we didn't talk. Everybody else in the call did not talk the entire time. Those two just kept going back and forth. <laughs> and like as soon as we hung up, the, hung up the phone, Dave's like, oh, yeah, well, we're 100% into this. Like That's, that's awesome. all it takes. And it's, awesome. Yeah, it shows the character of, of Sean, the character that comes into the bottles. And it, I think at any bottle they put out is worthy of a purchase. I agree with that. Yeah. Wholeheartedly. Yes. Would you guys do it again? Absolutely. Yeah. I'll see you in Lexington. Yeah, I think yeah, I would. I'll see you in... Would you want to do a rye? In New Orleans. Um, I've ne- Yeah, I mean, I've never done a true small batch rye. Ooh. Do they offer that? I mean, Sean, should they? Sean, we're Sean? You right now. texting Sean right now. Sean? <laughs> should we all text him right now? <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah, I'm texting him right now. Let's, him. let's all text him right now. Let's all really text him right yeah, now. Yeah, I'm serious. Let's all text him and be like, can we do a small batch, true small batch of rye? Oh, I just got a, actually I just got a text from the Breeze Network of Pinhook. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great That site. almost counts as Sean. We don't need to populate the one. Can Malloy's slash... Was it just Maze and Mash? Or was it um, the whole restaurant? It, it was allocated to Maze and Mash, but we moved the bottles. Spread it. Across the four restaurants. Huh. Which is, is actually it? good for Kristen. We did that on purpose for her. Right. To get more, more placements. Helping out people each and every day. I believe in relationships, and uh, the, the more better relationships you can have in life, the better. I think that works for everything, even uh, outside of whiskey. Yeah, but I think that so many people don't believe that. I think people say that a lot, but they necessarily don't believe it. Yeah. Did you text Sean's him? Sean's going to get three texts, and he's going to be like, what the hell? I didn't text <laughs> What's him. What's going on? You guys bury You didn't really text and him? And then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to text him? texted tomorrow, and then be like, You Yo, pulled out your phone? Screw Steve. <laughs> hook it up for Maze and Mash. <laughs> um, like, we can do it ourselves. <laughs> No, we can't. No, we can't. That's right. You, you need us. A, you don't have a distillery, unfortunately. Hey, Garrett, remember that. You need us. No, I need you. <clears throat> Are we going to cuddle after this? I think so. Oh. I'll leave you guys at it. Um, thanks for coming out. Delicious. Go buy some Pinhook. It's really good. Support both of these local it checks all the boxes. entrepreneurs sure. in yes. the Chicagoland area. By the way, we're on the western suburbs of Chicago. So for anybody who doesn't know... Quick little easy drive out here. If you're ever visiting in Chicago, you can also take the train, the metro, out to Glen Ellen. Stops right in the middle of downtown. And Mason Mash is literally two blocks from the train. And Malloy's is one mile away. So you can walk there, get an Uber, do whatever you have to do to come buy some wiki, whiskey. Wiki? <laughs> wiki, wiki, wiki. Listen, we offer whiskey. Merry Christmas. Yeah, wiki. 